adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. Welcome to The Nerdy Old Men Podcast. The greatest nerd, geek, and pop culture podcast in history. With your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be a Good morning, Wes. What's up, buddy? Hey, we're sitting here across the table from each other again. That's pretty awesome. But we're, we're sitting across from the dining room table. Which is our house, D&D which table. Which is the D&D table. And a... My oversized table. And today's D&D night. It is D&D ah. night. We are excited about that. The boys are back in town. Yeah, the boys are back in town. Got to head back to Ravenloft for some excitement today. Yeah, yeah the reason we're down here on this table is because I'm printing a, a pretty cool thing yeah. on the printer. And it's, like <laughs> it's a, taking up the whole day. It's like a day and 10 hours. So You're, I, It's a good printing well, day for it, you, It though. is. And I didn't want to hear it. Um, Nobody's home and you can yeah, just kind of. Well, I didn't want to hear it on the, on the recording. I didn't want to hear it. You know. So, anyway. They may enjoy that more than yeah, you may hear us. The, you may hear the cat's bells running around in a minute. But but anyway, what's going on, dude? You all right? Uh, you brought me my miniatures. I brought you your mini. That's that's what I was alluding to. Super, good super stoked about those. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to give a shout out to your boy that you got those from. Uh, that is it. Not my boy. I bought them from this uh, from uh, <laughs> Skull Forge Studios. And they, he this guy, does, or girl, I don't know who it is, that designs uh, STL um, files specifically for uh, resin printers. Uh, alternate sculpts for all kinds of things, but like predominantly Star Wars Legion, and it's a uh, it's a group of stormtroopers. It's one unit of stormtroopers, all the options or whatever. But it's the night troopers from Ahsoka. So it's got Enoch and and all the guys have like cracked helmets and the ribbons around them and all that kind of cool stuff. So and I, I've done a lot of resin printing on on tabletop minis. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with these. Yeah, you did a fantastic job. Uh, they look cool right now because you used the resin you had, which had, is translucent had, red. Yeah, translucent, translucent <laughs> red was in the uh, was in the yeah, tank, oh, and yeah. I was like, I got to use this. Well, up. I mean, I was, I'm going to paint them anyway, so. <laughs> but it really made them just look wild. Yeah, they look pretty cool. So I, I'm excited about those. Maybe we'll we'll post a picture of those when I slap paint on them or something like that. But, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah, and that was a non paid advertisement. That but is a non paid advertisement. If, if but, you get a chance, because I, I went. Yeah, and looked at his face, and he's Gumroad got store, so, whatever it is. Yeah, he's got so or they. I don't. Yeah, whoever, whoever Studios, Skullforge Studios really has cool a stuff, lot yeah. of meanies, uh, some creative names to get around. around oh yeah, some yeah, 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 <laughs> copyright yeah, yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are instead of being night troopers, they're dusk troopers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so they're almost night. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, but yeah, did a did an amazing job and is. Uh, as someone that prints tabletop minis, they they were easy to do, and just the 
the fact that they came off the uh, off the supports so nice. Yeah, uh, no divots or anything. Yeah, Wesley sent me a text. Goes, these are pre-supported. This is awesome. Yeah, you know? <laughs> love pre-supported minis. Um, but go check them out. That's, yeah, it's pretty cool that's, stuff. Um, one of those things we. We like to endorse people that yep. we like and we use, and this is something Chad. I, I like him. He he found and yep. and he's like, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna get so. some more stuff because Wes Wes likes printing things on on his resin printer. So I'm gonna get a, a few different things to to test Being his skill level. By the cat here. Oh yeah, you know he, he, he <laughs> likes you. He's ready for game night too. Yeah, you know, he thinks he plays. But anyway, uh, uh, real quick, uh, our last episode uh, talking about the NES and the history of the NES and and what we thought about it was a big hit. Um, a shout out to Alan, one of the dudes that um, is a pillar of our Legion community, Star Wars Legion community. He's freaking awesome. Alan was talking to me about it the other night. He loves it. So it's like he's like that's the he in his opinion is the greatest system ever created. I, so it would be hard to argue that it's not. Yeah, and what's interesting w- with Alan on that is that he is um, Michelle J's age. Okay, so he came post, out. Yeah. Host uh, original NES, but he, he digs NES, so that makes Alan a very smart man. Oh, yeah. So shout well, he out listens to, to the show, so. he Well, that may that may <laughs> question his, his intelligence <laughs> if he listens to us. But anyway, so we had an idea uh, presented to us by a um, – was this presented by you or was this one of the fans? No, this was one of the fans, our buddy Adam Prince. Adam it comes up this. with some really good ideas. You know me and Chad likes to make fun of my folder that I carry around. No, with I, my love notes I, and I, I love the folder. <laughs> if the folder didn't exist, we probably wouldn't have a show. So, but yeah, our buddy Adam had made this suggestion, so we're gonna go with it. So, Chad, yes, what do you think about the uh, the changing of? Like, or where comic movies are gonna go? Yeah, is it gonna fade out or is it because, gonna stay strong? Well, when you link back. I mean, the first real comic movie I can remember, I guess, is probably uh, the Superman one from yeah, Christopher Reeve. 78. Uh, which I'm sure I never saw any of those in the theater. I'm sure I saw them on TV or uh, VHS Thank you, TBS. or something like that. Yeah. But I do remember going to Batman. 89. Uh, yeah. 89 Batman with Michael Keaton. So and wasn't that a change? It was a dramatic change from what you were accustomed to seeing, like watching uh, Adam West and... and uh, Super Friends, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, in Batman's, you know, 1966 Batman TV show. So it's a big, 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 oh, big yeah. difference, you know. <laughs> so those were some changes where, like, the Keaton Batman was a, was was quite a bit more um, serious. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was very dark and, and serious. And you can't kind of see that ebb and flow with this kind of stuff. And, like, DC has perpetually been, at least film-wise, uh, has been more darker. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the books themselves, too, have been a little bit more darker than some of the Marvel stuff. Um, but, you know, the MCU hit the, you know, hit the world and, and took it by storm. So we, but it, what is hap- what, what's going on with it? Where have we, what, how have we come from, in my opinion, how have we come from Iron Man? The, the Iron Man. Okay, I gotta, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you right there before okay. you, you right. get going. All right, all right, because all right. I will actually trace. Because there was some Marvel movies made that are very low budget. One wasn't even supposed to be a lot of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just not even talking about those. I want to go back to the original Blade, like nineteen. What was it? Ninety. Was the time? Yes. Yeah. That movie was actually a hit. Because it had a super low budget and it did really well, well. Yeah. yeah. And 
that actually saved a lot of the Marvel film. Okay, all right. So I actually traced the. We'll you know, give, everybody goes back to we'll give Iron Man to, to Snipes and the. You know, everybody goes back to the original Iron Man. Yeah, and RDJ kind of right. But bringing the, that but in, the but, MCU, the but it's pre- really built off of. You know, and I'm sure Cortland will find something wrong with what we say because oh, he's, I, yeah, yeah. he really is and an, quite a bit of an expert in this. But uh, so let's say from from Iron Man because I think that's kind of the that, official, the, the MCU the official, as we know, MCU yes. Star, right? But I, I always like a, to give credit to that, to, right? Yeah, and I, and I get Blade. that. But th- that was an awesome film. It was really kind of cool. came out of nowhere. I, I thought it was a good mix in the middle of um, of seriousness and just like high adventure type kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How did we get from there to like um, She Hulk dancing and stuff? On I mean, where do we go? For, I mean, how does that happen <laughs> between here and there? And not trying to get into a political stage, but are they pushing out so much stuff? That quantity is overcome quality. I, I honestly think that's what it is. Um, I mean, twofold, really. I think one, you have some people that don't know the characters, mm-hmm. and I always said you don't have to be a fan, but it helps. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dealing with characters like this, but I think a lot of it is uh, Disney's mindset is they will consume whatever we throw out. And it's get as much content out right. as possible. And and are they wrong? I'm not well, so sure they're wrong. Now, you, you you got you got some folks like like me. I I haven't watched all the Marvel stuff because Well, I've not watched all the Marvel well, stuff cuz some of it I just like eh and then I hear things and I'm like, eh, I don't even want to give it my time." Well, um because there's just so much. It, it, One thing, like, when the MCU was really kind of getting rolling and we were at about, you know, everyone's second movie, uh-huh. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out. And yeah. it was kind of like a supplemental, right? you know, right. hey, well, there's not a movie out right now, but here's here's Marvel. Here's a TV show. You right? know, and it kind of, you know, because Marvel had a great idea. We're going to make this huge universe. Mm-hmm. And everything is connected. These people will know each other. Whereas, like, DC was kind of taking the whole... Yeah. Like, yeah. Batman is the only superhero. Right, Superman right. is the only superhero in, yeah, in that yeah. world. For a little while, yeah. yeah. And and so Marvel was trying... And it's great as a fan. Like, if you're a fan of the comics, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what I know what they're trying right, to do. Yeah. You know, I understand that sometimes you got to change things to make it, you know... Interesting, yeah. Well, you know, Serve the masses. Yeah, it, it's we, we it's like it. it's yeah, like yeah. the the X Men line where he said, you know, Wolverine's like you actually go out in this, and he goes, "What would you prefer, yellow spandex?" You know, and he was kind of <laughs> yeah, like, a, yeah, "Okay, yeah, we yeah. get it." You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, there's some things that look good on the page that don't translate mm-hmm. into real real life, yeah, and uh, or live action, live action, yeah. Like. But it's it's one of those things. I think it was they're they're like, okay, this. This TV show will kind of bridge the gap until the next movie, and, right. and and I know that caused problems because you had different writers writing on stuff, and I know like with Agents of Shield, like after Winter Soldier came out, and spoiler alert, if you've not seen Winter Soldier, <laughs> yeah, my I know somebody we're not even hitting a button on that one, so. um, but you find out that Hydra's in Shield, and right, right, and you basically take Shield down, 
okay, you have a whole TV show that is about the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and yep. it's just like, oh, crap, what do we do? Right. So, you know, you end up with problems where it's like somebody does something in the, in yeah, the film. Continuity issues, yeah. But because it's all interconnected, you're like, okay, we've got to pivot and change what we were going to do so right. that we bring it all back together and all makes sense. Um, And I think you just get to the point where you have so many writers that want to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I that's think where, and that's probably where some of your issues really yeah. come from, as opposed to and 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 I'm glad Disney's not doing it since they own Star Wars. You you really have two people running, really running Star Wars. Yeah, so it, it, it keeps the continuity. As far as as Marvel, I don't know that. I, I well, everything was under Kevin Feige, but I don't I don't know how it like. I believe that there was a Cortland. Check me on this. Yep. But I believe that the TV division mm-hmm. had its own head honcho. Oh, okay. And the movies had, and everything kind of fell under Feige, and right, he was kind of right. like the main. You really got to have a continuity. Well, person. If you're going to try to tell these interwoven stories, you have to have somebody. You have to have. You have to have. You know, like the source book that. Right. This is what happens in every, yep. you know, the most, most people call it the, you know, the, the show Bible. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of like D and D, you know, you have the three core rule books mm-hmm. where you need Everything that if you're going to do those, to that, yeah. in, you know, cause you can go back and look and say, well, can we do this? Well, it says we can't, you know, right. yep. which the problem with that, you know, people argue, well, it kind of limits my storytelling and I want to do this and I want to do that, but. I think Marvel's biggest problem right now is you've got people that that don't care if the story is really good or if it's what the fans want. They just want the content. Yeah. Sending out quantity yeah. over quality and, and catering to some people versus trying to include everyone. Well, I mean... And I think that that's hurting their... Hurting your story because I've seen it in some of the stuff I've watched. I really have. I mean, like you know, I've what you know. I haven't seen all the films. I know that's like a nerd foul, right? But I haven't. Uh, Well, I mean, some of them aren't worth watching. Really true, but like Wandavision, I loved Wandavision, right? I really did. I loved the fact and that most people didn't get it the like the first episode until you realize that she's doing it as a TV show, right? right. And I loved Wandavision. Thought it was fantastic. Um. I only liked a couple parts of um, uh, Falcon and Winter, Falcon Soldier. Winter Soldier. I thought it went way it it went into some political stuff I didn't think was necessary in my personal opinion. Yeah, so I didn't like that. But then I really liked Loki. Um, and I, I, I and I and I need to watch the second one. Uh, the second I haven't, season. I haven't started. Season. No, and and I really liked it. And maybe it's just because I think the actor's really freaking funny. I really <laughs> like, and the character's really good. I really like him as Loki. But when you make the Infinity Stones just a complete joke, well, I'm yeah. like, you just undid. And I guess maybe, and I guess maybe that's something that's different with me. Is like I, I'm not the, um, I'm not the the Marvel um, encyclopedia guy. So I don't know all of the inner workings of everything. So maybe that's why that didn't bother me. Well, it's, to me, it just seemed like you know you you built up to this yeah this, this it's like whole the thing ultimate and it's weapon. Like, eh. Yeah. 
I think maybe their point of that was trying to say, uh, trying to say that this multiverse in this well, you're trying to set up King more, is far more, more powerful, dangerous. Yeah. yeah, but regardless, my point is, is like, I just some of the stuff I don't like and some of the stuff I do like, and and I don't know why the continuity is not the same. It's well, just, why is it not all? The, I mean, I guess maybe that's personal opinion. I'm rambling. Well, that's what we do on the show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's funny because I've talked to people that are that are younger. They didn't like one division. Uh, they loved Loki, but I think a lot of that is due to Tom. Yeah, he's just great. I mean, yeah. he, he's a talented actor. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him for yeah, just he's you know great. he yeah. he. I don't think that you can think of the character of Loki without thinking of him. No, not anymore. No. Huh? Um, but then like. Uh, Miss Marvel. I didn't even watch it. Well, it's 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 geared towards younger, and I watched like the first couple episodes. And I'm like, this is trash. Yeah, bring your hate. I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like younger people really got into it, and I'm just like, I mean, I guess maybe. And so I don't. Maybe know it's, it's it's okay to have different things for different people with this. But I guess you can't be. Ex- but I would still argue that the MCU is it. not the six one six, right? The six one six is the comics. Okay. So they they they've tried to because they did that with Doctor Strange when he's jumping into different multiverses and and uh, you know they said well yours is the six one six and I was like mm, no it's not <laughs> <laughs> that is mainline continuity in the comics. So what do you think? I mean, do you think that do you think that the MCU is going to last a lot longer or is it really going to lose steam? Cause well, I kind of feel like it is losing steam. It's, it's lost steam. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. And I think that's why, I don't know if you've seen this, but Disney was going to redo their, and Netflix did an amazing job with daredevil mm-hmm. punisher. You know, they had some series that were really good. And then, with all the who bought what and yeah, got right, what right, rights, yeah. and I don't know. Um, but they did away with those, and they were bringing Daredevil back. They were, I don't know if they're going to call it a continuation or if they're just going to call it a new yeah, Daredevil Netflix. series. On Netflix or Disney? On Disney+. Plus. Okay, right. And they had been working on it, and what I have seen online was... Um, they fired all the writers because I mean it was just it was just a train wreck. You didn't get Daredevil. It, it was becoming more of like a, a like a crime procedural show, right? You didn't get Daredevil in the costume until the fourth episode. <laughs> the show is called Daredevil. Daredevil yeah, yeah. Um, and I that was one thing I, I know a lot of people hated. The Ben Affleck Daredevil mm. movie, right? I mean, the director's cut is better than the theatrical cut because they they did the theatrical release on February fourteenth. You know, had <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. We're oh, gonna make this yeah, love yeah. story, and it was like, not why. Oh. <laughs> so the director's cut tried to fix some stuff, but it's still yeah, kind of all over the place. But seeing. The way they did the the law scenes, like with the legal stuff, mm-hmm. uh, because you know Matt's running around at night 
doing dirt old stuff and he got right. the crap beat out of him. He's, he misses court and foggy. Interestingly enough, played by John Favreau. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, nice. He played Foggy Nelson. Yeah. Uh, you see him struggling because he's not as good a lawyer as Matt. Right. And you see him in, in court, and he's trying to do his cover, job yeah, cover and him. cover for both of them. And that was something that was really good in the in the Daredevil series that, that Netflix did. And apparently, I don't know what they were trying to do. Uh, I guess... They were getting away from the superhero roots of of the whole thing. And people at Disney were just like, okay, we're going to axe this. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just not not knowing your characters and not knowing your audience. Because, yeah, you're going to get some non-comic fans, some Mm. non-MCU fans to watch your shows. You know... That'd be like doing Star Wars and you're never in outer space. You True. Know, you're like in one room all the time. What I think is interesting about this is Disney owns both of those yeah. both of those licenses, right? But Marvel, in my opinion, and, and, and you're a bigger fan than I am, and you were talking about it, is how continuity's weird and it's kind of, it's like they keep going downhill and not correcting their mistakes. Whereas on Star Wars brand, you had Book of Boba Fett, which a lot of people didn't care for. Uh, it had its I, moments. I liked it, but it is definitely not the best thing they've done. No. And right, and they tried to, it looked like maybe Kathleen Kennedy had too much to do with it. And it it was trying to cram a bunch of stuff in and rush things. That was They were having a and big then, power struggle. And then Disney. right after that. We get the next season of of Mandalorian, which was fantastic, and then Ahsoka, which I think is fabulous. So they like, you know, Filoni, Fabro, them dudes were like, "Nah, we're gonna f- it. This gets fixed." There, there's so much, and it got fixed. There's so much drama with with Star Wars just yeah. on which, the it, executive level, right, but not, and, and it surprises me that they keep it keep it good, whereas Marvel is kind of all over the place. Well, I just think that I think that goes back to the the quantity. I mean, you, you've got yeah. so many different projects, and if you're working on 10, 12 projects, you, one person cannot physically no, you oversee all of that. No. And no, I, they're think, kicking out, I, I, I think they kick out too much stuff. Well, and I think... Um, one of the things that they're trying to get away from are like the limited series where it's like six, eight episodes mm-hmm. and, and trying to cram, you know, 30 years worth of information into six episodes. Well, but if you do what the, what the Star Wars side of the house does, which well, fleshes it out. I know, but Star and, Wars is, is like, look, we're going from this point to this point. Right, yeah. Instead of going from, you know, like we'll do... We're going to go from A to B. Yeah. Disney Marvel is trying to go from A to G. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in the yeah, same amount of yeah. time. And, and it's, not, it's, it's yeah. not working. No. Um, but I think, I think Marvel has, has gone down a, a, a very political road, you know, uh, and they're and, they're wanting to get that into the shows, right? And and whatever your politics are, 
it is all up to you. We, yeah. We, you know, I'm, I'm glad everybody's got an opinion. But the thing is, just like on our show, which obviously is not anywhere near like Disney and stuff is, we try to be somewhere. We, we try not to delve into that because I don't want. I don't care what your politics are. I don't are. care what it is. I, I don't want you to throw it at me. I don't want to throw it at you. I yeah. want to enjoy this medium. Yeah. Of superheroes or sci-fi or fantasy or whatever. I want to enjoy that medium without this stuff. If you want to listen to people argue and turn the news on every day. <laughs> I mean, there's 24-7 news, you can find news channel, outlets, yeah. multiples, and on the internet that will tailor to whatever your leaning is, man. Do that. But keep it the hell out of my superheroes. Well, Can't we just do capes and save people well, or try see, to... Not save people you know, if they're, they're villain, you know? <laughs> people argue, and this is true, uh, you know, there's always been political stuff in comics. That's It's a way to bring it. Yeah, but it's it, always it, right, been right. kind of, uh, it's not been like crammed down, you have to believe the way I believe, you know, there's kind of, hey, here's yeah. what's going on. And I just, I just. But I worry that's, I, I, I worry like that's going to hurt it. Well, yeah, but I like just a good, Super villain just wants to take over the world to be taken over the world. Because what you do is when, and I have not seen it in Star Wars at all, but I have in, in Marvel. And if you start trying to make an agenda, a real world agenda, mm-hmm. you will alienate other people. Like, part of that's the reason I don't want to watch some of the shows. I'm like, look, man, I, I don't have any problem with that, with whatever. I just, I just want to... Take you want to get break. away from it. I just want to take a break. It's like I got a forty-five minute show here. I, I want. I want to watch somebody that has superpowers beat the crap out of some bad guy. I see you know? two space wizards I, I, fight I, with right, electric yeah. swords. I want, it's good <laughs> versus evil. I, I, it's just that simple, and it's an escape. And that, and I'm afraid for the Marvel license that that they're allowing too much of that to get into it. That on top of just mass producing stuff that's just not as good. Well, and I think too, it's going to hurt them. Uh, everybody wants to be a shade of gray. Mm. You don't want to have good guys. You don't want to have bad guys because they're you know it's like everybody's got something wrong with them. Everybody's got some good. With... Sometimes a bad guy is just a bad guy, and a good guy is just a good guy. Yeah, and it's like we just want like Let's the just dumb, you know, just simple. Yeah. And I mean, people are like, "Well, I'm so sophisticated. I need this in depth." No, uh, read a novel. I'm like I want bam there's 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 times that I just want you know the bad guy to be like look I just want to take over the world why because I want to because I'm a madman you know and just you know but everybody you know and that's like one of the things you know a lot of people hate with with Superman was he was just such a goody two shoes that's him but that was I'm like that was Clark that that was actually kind of one of the things I kind of like I mean I liked don't get me wrong I loved seeing him get the crap beat out because he had every power that was known to man and then some you know you couldn't Mm. stop him and then you know this super rare rock that everybody seemed to have yeah obviously um (laughs) but it was like you know that was that was him well you can have complicated and complex stories and and still have good guys and bad guys still have good guys and bad guys and you can have anti-heroes and things like that, but you don't have to throw things in that alienate real people. Yeah. Like real people. Because then that hurts. It hurts the story. It hurts your environment. It, it hurts your fan base. I, that and just overpopulating the market, I think, is is hurting them. You know? 
Now you look at DC; their their films suck. I mean, it's they just, don't know uh, what they're doing. They, they, they got no idea, so they're they got their own problems. We're well, not you know just, what's we're so just funny on Marvel right you now. You know what's so funny though? When you, when you go to uh, DC Animation, mm-hmm. their animation is fantastic. amazing, fantastic. Like stuff flows, it Dude, works together. Batman animated series is probably one of the greatest, if not. I'm the talking greatest. about their newer stuff. I'm not well, talking no, about. Like, I'm just saying from then. Oh gosh, that's probably the. It's greatest a, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, arguably. I think it's the best superhero uh, animation there's ever been. I mean, it, one of the best superhero shows ever created. But And they continue to do very well with DC in the animated world. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's like, you need these people making your movies. <laughs> you know, and when they, the TV's, like when Arrow first came out, the first few seasons of it, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And then it went to crap. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, ah, why can't you just stay with something? You know? I spent and, five years on an island. I was only on the island 15 minutes. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> Damn, you lost your clock that quick. <laughs> you, I don't know. I, I, I go back. I, I, I still think that if you are a fan of the characters or the genre, whatever, I think you will do a better job than yeah. someone. And I'm not saying that someone that's not a fan can't come in and do a fantastic job and just, right. you yeah. know, write the greatest story and, you know, make the best show. But I honestly think that if it's something that you care about, that you'll do a better job on it. Yeah. Than somebody that's just like, Hey, I'm here making a paycheck. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. That's why I think the store Wars side of <clears throat> Disney does so much better because I think the crew, I think the the actors and the writers. And well, I mean, director, I think they a lot care. of that you can trace back to two people, and they yeah. they both. I know uh, uh, Dave Filoni in particular because he worked with George Lucas. Mm-hmm. On you'd be proud of me. I've been I've been trying to watch the Clone, Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, on that, and you'll see how it all flows but, in. The fact that he worked on it with George Lucas and he, quote-unquote, studied under George Lucas, learning all. And and I'm sure Dave's going to do things a little bit different than what George would. But George Lucas really studied, like, the Arthurian legends. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a big fan of Joseph Campbell. And if you don't know who Joseph Campbell is, go look him up. Uh, he was an expert in all of this, and he really brought it to life. I watched some of his taped lectures mm. when I was in college, and, and you know he he shows how you build a hero and how he goes on his journey. And oh you know, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, it really you know all the different archetypes that you have, which was you know George based off the Arthurian legends, off a lot of the old. Uh, Samurai movies. Yeah, Kurosawa. Yeah, Kurosawa. Oh, gosh. Yeah. George was a big, big fan of his, and that's why a lot of it, if you look shot for shot, yeah, it's a lot you know, it's, it's very similar. But he understood how to make the hero, you know, and take him on this journey and, you know, see him grow and develop. Whereas now, I think a lot of the writers that are working on, on some of these projects for Marvel... Uh, or just superhero just stuff in general. I don't, I don't want to just completely just bash Marvel this episode, but 
they they want everybody to be a shade of gray and you're not 100% good you're not you're not a hero you know they and i don't know if that's just where we're at culturally well i mean i think i think even i mean in real life but in in comics and and pop culture obviously there are some folks that are very good guys you know, good guys, and I say guys as in generic human term, beings, yes, yes, good guys. And there are some that are truly bad guys, and then there are some that float somewhere in the middle, yeah. And I think that's okay, yeah, but you can't have everybody in the but middle, but not everybody's in the middle, no, not everybody but that's, is. That's kind of how I want to write everything, yeah, and that's I, not true. I think yeah. it's one of those where you don't people that didn't grow up with like some of the same stories that we had, yeah, growing up, mm-hmm. where I mean, because you know. We grew up eighties action films. Yes. We knew who the good guys were. We knew who the bad guys were. There's not any kind of question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have infinite bullets and infinite baddies. Let's yes. do this. Yep, um, that's right. But it was that. I guess that sense of right versus wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's really kind of missing in a lot of these. Is it's just they want everybody to be, you know. This anti-hero, gray man that just, you know, you can put him in any story, and it just, it's the same character. Well, I go back to my, my think, my thinking on why this is not, it's, it's gonna, it's fizzling, unless they do something about it, is they are trying to take the real world and all of its issues and problems and political whatever, and put it in this fictitious world. And I think people are tired of that. I I personally am, and that's just that's just the old bald man's opinion. Yeah. If I want to watch that, I want to watch that as an escape from everything else. I don't want to pretend that the world doesn't have issues and, and things like that. I don't want to pretend that. I just want to break from it. And that's why I watch sci-fi. That's why I watch... You know, that's why we play D and D. It's why we do other things. Hell, it's why we do the show. Is to get an escape from that real stuff. And when you cram all that real world issues, again, whatever side of anything you are, beliefs or whatever, I don't give a crap. But when you throw it in there into the stories, it's just like watching the news, but with superpowers. And I personally don't want that. I don't want that. I want, well, I, like you said, I want bad guy trying to take over the world. Yeah. And I want good guys to stop them. Well, I think that and goes I'm back okay. to knowing your knowing your right, audience. Right. You know? And I'm okay that bad guy had some sort of trauma in their life, and that's what made them bad. Or as like the Joker said, the difference between a sane man and an insane man is one bad day. Yeah, tell the story of the bad day. I'm good with it. I, well, and, I mean, and, like and, one of my and build it that way because that's kind of common. But don't. Don't throw all this other stuff into it that's yeah. unnecessary. Well, I mean, like one of my favorite characters is, is Magneto. Yeah. Okay. He's he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, in the original X Men number one, yep. 1963. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy fighting the good guys because mm-hmm. the good guys are the X Men. Those are our heroes. Yep. They've got problems and stuff because Stanley liked to write everybody having problems because he wanted to make it you know relatable. Yep. But once you kind of get into Magneto's backstory, you understand why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was wanting to protect mutants. He's wanting to protect his people. Yep. Okay, I, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. You know, 
but it's like uh, it's, that, it's it's complex. It, it's, it, it it gets complicated, but it, you know it it fleshes out the characters. Okay, it makes them more believable, whatever. But there's there's sometimes it's just like you know what, just let him just want to take over the world. It's like you're doing a bad job of it, and I'm going to take over, and I'm strong enough to do it. And then you got these other people saying, "Well, no, we can't let that happen," and we're strong enough to stop you. Yeah. And then there's a big fight. Yep. And music. <laughs> and superhero landings yep. and explosions. That's uh, what I want. <laughs> Where is Schwarzenegger when you need him? That's Get what to the we Joppa. need. Get to the Joppa. You know, he's just blowing up the jungle and, and predator or whatever. Heck yeah, you know. man. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I mean, and I, I, maybe maybe that maybe uh, us being Gen Xers is uh, why we're that, that's, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah like, that's right. Yeah. It's like we don't want to. We just how many explosions the movie got? Yes, seventy three and busting yeah, each. Yeah, okay, we'll take it yeah. and busting each other's chops. Those are the movies. Well, and you can't but, do you stuff know, like that now. No, I, I mean, the MCU tries to to, to have yeah. that little the banter, but it's 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 but not it, like it was in the eighties. Well, true. In all seriousness, I know we kind of we've kind of bashed that, and DC again has its issues as well. But I think DC's that, problem with films is they just the stories just. Well, suck, DC so. has two has two problems. Their, their stories suck, mm-hmm. and they don't hire anybody on lighting, so you have to turn the contrast on your TV up just yeah. to see what's going it's a, on. It's, it's a dark world in Gotham, <laughs> right? But you can't. There's streetlights. Turn <laughs> yeah, up a yeah, little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, but but I I don't want I don't want superheroes movies to to fizzle out. I don't want that. I I, I want it to succeed. I, I I want the Iron Man. Days. Well, there's there's you know, rumors. I, I, I that, want some of that stuff. I don't want it to be this other stuff. Because you've probably not seen this, but there there are rumors that RDJ, Chris Evans, and Scarlett Johansson are coming back to the MCU. That would be cool. And they could because it's a superhero movie. Well, we've got time travel and stuff now, so mm-hmm. eh, all kinds of wonky stuff. Or, you yes. know, it, it could be just we hit the reset, and this is issue number one, uh, you know. Which, which could happen. You know, and and and. On that, I mean, that's a pretty good discussion about that kind of stuff. And well, it's our discussion. It is. Anyways. And speaking of time travel and things changing and stuff like that, Disney, Favreau, Filoni, you can change those last three Star Wars films. What do you mean? There's only been six. <laughs> you even made the box stutter. Yeah. But no, we can do it. You know you can do it. We well, we've got, it. you know, <laughs> Filoni's got a new sandbox to play That's in. That's true. So. That's true. We could do it. Hey, folks, thanks for sticking with us on a, another unplanned topic episode that we came up with right at the very last second. Thanks to our listeners for supporting us and the, coming up with show topics because we will steal them. Yes. And Wes's folder. That's the old bald man, Chad, with Wes and his folder. Yeehaw!
And now, a sample of Lee Ellis's God Blood. He came up for Rogot's belly. He parried, elbowed Garagot in the teeth, then slammed him into a tree. Through the tree, and out the other side, and into the dirt. Splinters fell all round, and the severed tree came falling, crushing a giant mushroom to the earth. Garagot kicked Rogot, and he went soaring, flipped backwards and crashed down twenty paces away. The Mushroom King was up and after him. Rogot grabbed his axe, pulling up a handful of leaves with it, and leapt to his feet. Their weapons collided, and they were at it again, snarling, hacking, shoving and punching, god-blood thumping in their veins. Garagot thrusted the flat side of his blade hard against Rogot's axe, pressed him back, then shoved a crust-covered finger deep into Rogot's ear. 